AJ looks at the ocean. It's rough today. The sky is grey, it's windy, but it's still a warm day and she feels the lukewarm water in her face splattering from the waves beating against the rocky brown beige cliffs. She's 13 years old and lives in a movie and she is the main character. She looks at Alain, which sits next to her, also looking at the ocean. He's beautiful. He has half-long blonde, almost white hair, the face full of freckles and has this rascal's attitude. She could never fall in love with him. Not just because he doesn't exist. No, 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 because they're too close. Yeah, you heard right. Alain, he doesn't exist. He's just her imaginary best friend and soulmate. AJ is on a family holiday in Spain and of course Alain is with them. He's always there when AJ wishes it. Then he just pops up in her mind. Her imagination is so good that she can sit there like today looking at the ocean and imagining a long discussion with Alain about life. And sometimes they even sneak out after dinner discovering prohibited areas and sit on big construction vehicles and talk about life. With him, everything is an adventure. And together, they discover life. And together, they try to find out who they are. It feels like living in a discovery channel where everything is new. Five years later, AJ lives now in a different place, all by herself, far away from her family. She writes them letters and sends secret faxes from work and tells them all about her daily life. She works in a big company, has made many new friends and lives from tomato can soups. She's still the main character in a movie. The movie's called Life, but now... She's in a profound love story. She has fallen in love many times, but this time, oh, it's so special. For the first time, it seems like being a real adult in a relationship. Oh, my dear sweetheart. serious and she's deeply in love they spend every possible second together they listen to music together they get near nearer as ever before it's all so exciting and new but there is also a lot of drama which at this time seemed normal in a love story He's jealous. They have big discussions, fights. She leaves, he wants her back. But this episode is over. AJ quits the romance.
10 years later. H.A.'s horse makes a sudden standstill, his eyes wide open, staring at something. What is it? Is there something behind the bushes? She's sure they are in danger because her best friend has the instincts. Is it better just to be as quiet as possible? Shh, don't move. But she feels his heart under her legs starting to beat faster and faster. Oh, 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 this is no good. Okay, let's turn around and get out of here. She pulls the reins, makes a 180 degrees turn, pushes her heels into the flanks of her horse and he knows what he has to do to go as fast as he can and he does. And he is so bloody fast. The adrenaline rushes through her body, her eyes wide open, concentrate, because there are trees they have to avoid. But at the same time, she feels a profound euphoria appearing. She loves this episode of her life. Every evening she finds herself in a western action movie with her forever best friend, Diablo. These moments were significant and a few years later she will look back at them with a warm heart and understand how important these years were in her life, especially the adventures she experienced with her horse. Welcome boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen to another episode where we will look at time from another perspective. My name is Anna and I'm the time expert. I'm the captain from my own container ship of moments, and I salute you all who are also captains steering your big boats called life. Together we float and experience the chance of having this life. I can't remember how old I was when I first read the poem by William Shakespeare called All the World's a Stage. Let me play a few lines for you. All the world's a stage from As You Like It by William Shakespeare. All the world's a stage. And all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. His acts being seven ages. At first the infant, mewling and puking in the nurse's arms, and then the whining schoolboy, with his satchel and shining morning face creeping like snail unwillingly to school. And then the lover, sighing like furnace with a woeful ballad made to his mistress' eyebrow. Then a soldier. All the world's a stage. How does this phrase make you feel? All the world's a stage. There is something in this phrase which makes me smile. It makes me feel light because it removes seriousness. I mean, of course, life can be very serious sometimes. But if it gets too serious, I'm concerned. And I see it every day. 
solemn faces, tough manners and behaviors. Nothing wrong with this, but if it turns into life is a battle, as I heard someone saying the other day, I do know that there are parts on this earth where life can be a battle, and sometimes it is. But if I hear this phrase coming out of the mouth of a guy who has a job with a $20,000 salary, a big house, a healthy family, my heart breaks. He's missing the opportunity to change it and to see that he has a life. Now let me introduce an exercise you could sometimes do. The quintessence of this exercise is to look at your life in a very playful manner. Like Shakespeare wrote, all the world's a stage. It's all about asking yourself some questions, like In which genre are you finding yourself right now? In a romance? In a drama? In a documentary? Or in an independent movie? Let's say you're stuck in a drama. Can you still somehow feel a bit of hope in it? Or is there the possibility that something magic will happen? A particular person showing up in your life from one day to another? Or signs which are guiding you back to the brighter side of life? In the movie everything is possible, isn't it? Why should this be different in your life? Let's start to believe in magical moments again. Let's begin to see the signs which will guide you through life. Or maybe you find yourself in a glittering world of romance, where everything you look at is a bit more colored and it sparkles. You only see the bright side of life and you can't concentrate at work because your mind is somewhere else. You think of the looks you get from this person. <gasps> oh, and you just can't wait until the next encounter. And when you think of it, something moves in your belly. It's the butterflies. The butterflies of love. Or maybe you are in a low-budget independent movie. Your life doesn't seem too exciting from the outside. So no big Hollywood studio has found interest in putting you in the main character in a blockbuster. But boy, they are so wrong. And which chance we have that a low-budget regisseur has another belief. He believes that every human being has a story to tell. Here you are, in an indie film, without the big firework, but with profoundness in the ordinary daily scenes. And there is so much more under your surface. Now here is one of the most important facts. In whatever episode or movie or chapter you find yourself, if you want to, you can change scenes. It's all in your hands. You're not happy with your current role you're playing in your movie? Well, take a pen and some paper and describe the new role you would like to be. Take this paper and go to the director of your film and read it out loud. And you know 
Who is the director of your movie, right? Yourself. You can even read it to your family because they are for sure playing some important roles in your movie as well. Include them. Tell them how you feel about your current role. And get yourself there where you can fully and totally relate to your role. Where you can stroll around in your movie with a little smile on your face and appreciate the now. Isn't it a great feeling to believe that you are the director of your life? Of course, there will be episodes which you haven't counted in. You haven't even written these episodes. But don't worry about them. It's normal for them to show up. And these are the unplanned episodes and they are good because that is where the magic lies in. Where we grow. Where we have to ask ourselves again if the role we are playing is suiting us. What happened with AJ? Well, she's still living in her movie. And she's playing in a nice adventure Indiana Jones movie right now. She is accompanied by her favorite characters she loves playing with. And this time, they're not imaginary. They are real. And it's so good to have them on her side because, wow, battling the big snake is easier together. Making hair's breath escapes at every turn and sitting at the fireplace after an adventurous day together and talking about the plan how to get nearer to the treasure. It's just all so exciting and it gives life many beautiful colors. And she feels strong and unleashes her superpowers from time to time. Sometimes it's good to look at life playfully and lightly. And now, my dear listener out there, take a deep breath and step on to your stage and rock the scene. Take care and bye for now. And by the way, I had some followers asking me if I could show a bit more of Anna. So I am doing a 33 days challenge and that's what I am calling it because it is, it is a challenge and it's on the Instagram stories. And I'm telling you 33 facts about myself you maybe don't know yet. You have to know that for me it is important to give you content. And what I can bring you is a lot about the topic time because that is my business and my life. Telling you stuff about myself, well, I consider it as rather boring. And for sure, I don't want to bore you. So I will pick things which maybe make you laugh, but I hope also can inspire you. Now, take care. Bye-bye. A personal anthology of Shakespeare. As you like it. Act 2, Scene 7. All the World's a Stage, read for LibriVox.org by Martin Clifton. Jacquez, a pessimist, muses upon the seven ages of man. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, 
and one man in his time plays many parts. His acts being seven ages, at first the infant mewling and puking in the nurse's arms, and then the whining schoolboy with his satchel and shining morning face, creeping like snail unwillingly to school. And then the lover, sighing like a furnace, with a woeful ballad made to his mistress' eyebrow. Then a soldier full of strange oaths and bearded like a pard, jealous in honour, sudden and quick in quarrel, seeking the bubble reputation even in the cannon's mouth. And then the justice, in fair round belly with good capon lined, with eyes severe and beard of formal cut, full of wise saws and modern instances. And so he plays his part. The sixth age shifts into the lean and slippered pantaloon, with spectacles on nose and pouch on side, his youthful hose well saved, a world too wide for his shrunk shank, and his big manly voice, turning again towards childish treble, pipes and whistles in his sound. Last scene of all, that ends this strange eventful history, in second childishness and mere oblivion, sans teeth, sans eyes, sans taste, sans everything.' 